Guys, this is Gabriel Devine coming to you live from the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida, as we have witnessed two brutal battles to start off the NXT TakeOver 31. Uh, we hear the voices of Wade Barrett calling the action tonight, as well as, of course, Beth Phoenix. We watched as Johnny Gargano took on Damian Priest for the North American Championship in the opening bout of this show. Um, I dig the setup. I dig the intro they put up for everybody at the start. And I'm digging the uh, the chain link fence around with the fence put in. And, of course, the so-called Thunderdome of Doom, in my opinion. Uh, it's, it's a pretty cool little setup as they have redone the, uh, the digs there at the uh, old performance center now known as Capital Wrestling Center. Uh, pretty neat. But uh, Johnny Gargano... Tried to go dirty, hit him with a nut shot on Damian Priest. Everyone thought that would be the turning point in the match. They got back in the ring, went back and forth, and Damian Priest pulled it out, putting down Johnny Gargano to retain that North American championship. And then, of course, Tashida taking on Velveteen Dream, and apparently Velveteen Dream, I haven't watched the build-up to this. I've seen a little bit of what they showed us to, to build it up, but apparently the Dream's been a, a, a dick to Sheeta. Sheeta, you know, had that broken wrist and all that good stuff and, and whatever. But Sheeta literally is putting Velveteen Dream through the works, kicked his ass, took his name, and made the victory his. Uh, and after the bell has rung, he attacked Velveteen Dream, put him right back in that arm bar submission hold that he uses. Several referees have come down now at this point as Sheeta had to step, you know, to step in between Sheeta and Velveteen Dream. As both men, you know, to me, and they weren't dressed to wrestle. It looked like they came out for a street fight. I was thinking, hey, we're having a street fight. Both men are in jeans. Let's uh, see how this goes. But um, now they had a wrestling match, pretty good match. I was impressed with both contests here, both bouts at the beginning. Um, you know, it's not uh, it's not something I watch weekly. I'm not an NXT follower. I normally, like I said, I normally watch on Wednesday nights the AEW. But, you know, it is what it is. I figured I'd watch it. Um, so, you know, Capital Wrestling Center's new setup's pretty badass. I'm digging it, but, uh, WWE just, uh, showed their debut on some new figures. We've seen Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt leave hand in hand or assumingly leave hand in hand on Friday night on SmackDown. So I look forward to seeing how that goes. And it looks like NXT is going to be doing a Halloween Havoc show, which is funny that that has come up now. I just now seen that. Um, NXT is going to do Halloween Havoc. Uh, WCW used to do that, and I guarantee you Vince is just doing that as a nod to say, screw you, Cody. We're going to use everything your daddy and them used, um, which is fine because on Wednesday night, they're going to have the dog collar match, and I think it's going to take the show. I think people are going to check that out and enjoy that very much. Um, now we see Johnny Gargano talking to Candice LeRae, his wife. Let me tell you, she's a smoking you know, maybe five and a half, maybe eight, maybe ten. We don't know. I'm not gonna lie. She's a cute little number, but she's looking to go on here to take on the uh, the NXT Women's Champion. And I'm not sure even what this chick's name is because, like I said, I don't watch it much. But uh, apparently, the NXT title has now become the NXT or the Cruiserweight title has now become the NXT's Cruiserweight Championship. So Santos Escobar will be taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott, and I guess that's gonna be our third bout of the evening. Uh, this is NXT TakeOver 30. Uh, like I said, I'm not 
I'm not followed up on some of these guys. These guys are new to me. Granted, Damian Priest is not new to me. I know Damian. I know Johnny Gargano, so I'm pretty cool with both of them. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So we're going to kind of follow along here, call some action, see what happens, see what all goes on. Um, me and the wife are fixing to construct us a uh, wonderful dinner together. But uh, I'll be bringing you the action live right here from Capital Wrestling Center for NXT TakeOver 31 until I decide to go to bed or until uh, they lose me on something. Because if they lose me on something, I'll just quit watching. But so far, the first two matches have been fairly good. And from what I can see here, this young Kofi Kingston-looking fella, and that's no way meant to be racial. That's meant to be he's kind of got the dreads that Kofi used to wear and all that good stuff and moves like Kofi used to move. It's fixing to take on this young Mr. Escobar for the Cruiserweight Championship, which is now the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Um, I had Titanic uh, briefly messaging me today. You, uh, you know. But uh, anyway talking to him about some football as the Cowboys lost. So I'm assuming that makes them the worst team in the uh, the NFL because they lost to what was assumably the worst team in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Saints did pick up a victory today over, of course, the Detroit Lions, but it was still a dominant victory. LSU Tigers, of course, picked up their victory yesterday, 41-7 uh, to against uh, Vandy. Now, some people say that's not impressive. That's, you know, hopefully it's the comeback we needed. But as they're showing the build up here, this has been a pretty good little feud, obviously, going back and forth on these two. So it looks like we're fixing to have ourselves the NXT Cruiserweight Championship bow to the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get ready to listen to me, I guess. We got Isaiah Swerve Scott making his entrance now. He makes me think seriously of a uh, a young Kofi Kingston or a uh, Pope D'Angelo De Niro, aka Elijah Burke. Yeah, that's who he, who he kind of makes me think of, and I do miss watching Pope because Pope was pimping. I used to love watching Pope. Uh, it killed me when WWE wouldn't let him be himself. They made him be the Elijah Express and all that good stuff. Then he went to TNA. TNA didn't give him a very legit run, in my opinion. I think he could have been bigger than what he was. He was a damn five-star athlete. But uh, anyway. Anyway, sorry for the pause there, folks. We're going to get this match started, and then I'll uh, come back. We are back live here at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando as we've got uh, Escobar taking on uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship as they have battled back and forth here, both men giving it their all man they really want to win that cruiserweight championship i have to say that uh, I, I i've been really impressed with the first two matches here on nxt tonight and i've been thoroughly impressed with these two young gentlemen as i don't know anything about either one of these two um but they're really putting it all on the line 
given it everything they've got to become the next NXT cruiserweight champion or the or to retain the cruiserweight championship either way. But um now we've got two other gentlemen who apparently are with Escobar. They're some of his buddies that have run down. Escobar just reverse shoots uh, Scott back. One of the guys grabs Scott's leg. Escobar's got him up. Modified shoulder breaker onto the knee. Cover one, two. Scott kicks out at two. Been a good back and forth match. Like I said, I've been thoroughly impressed with both gentlemen here. Um, apparently Escobar, you know, has done some stuff under a mask and things like that. But, but he's Santos Escobar here has been pretty impressive. Um, I will say this much. I can tell you now that this is a very WWE format-esque format-esque. Yes. I used a, a very odd pronunciation of a word there, but uh, it's a very WWE formatted style pay-per-view event for NXT. This is, Oh, that one's nice. Escobar was was standing on the uh, the the middle rope and dude just hurricane rotted him off that onto his two little cronies and then some other guy comes running down and and springboard spinning something or other onto the other two guys. This is a fucking hellacious move. He's taking the other two guys out to leave Scott with uh, Escobar. But they've got the other two guys out of here. Now, Scott needs to get back in that ring, and he does. And Escobar comes charging in, takes a back elbow for his efforts as Scott leaps up and over into the ring, rolls through, takes a super kick in midair or a one-legged drop kick in midair. And now Escobar's got him up, looks like a uh, hoovy driver. Two count only is uh, Swerve there, kicks out. Escobar's in shock. But uh, it, it's it's been a very WWE formatted pay-per-view style event because what they're doing is they're letting these guys showcase their ability. And that's the thing with WWE shows is when you watch Monday Night Raw or you watch Friday Night SmackDown and even with NXT, it used to be so good to watch NXT. I used to watch it all the time before, you know, AEW debuted and you actually got quality wrestling with quality storytelling. You would get good matches on NXT. And then on Monday Night Raw and WWE's Friday Night SmackDown, you got those so-called TV soundbite matches, and they would they would do eight you know eight minute matches or five minute matches or ten minute matches or fifteen minute matches or whatever, and you would get soundbite matches, and then they take the credibility away from them by taking them to commercial break during the match, and and that tears away from the credit that you should be given to your guys. You should always plan a segment. If you're going to do a commercial break, you should plan it in between matches or, or something. And, and granted, you can't do that. You can't always do that with the way, you know, TVs and, and TV channels run their things. So you have to kind of work around that. And AEW works around that really well doing the picture and picture. So WWE is trying to do the picture and picture. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. But I give them their credit. They're letting these guys showcase their talent. They, they draw in a new crowd every time somebody new watches NXT because you see these guys, different eth ethnic backgrounds. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it kills it kills them because you've got these guys that come out here and, and, and maybe once a month or every other month when you do a takeover or when you do something big with, with NXT and you let these guys actually come out of the, the brown bag special that they have to be 
you get huge epic matches and people expect those every single night and that's the thing with AEW you know they're running one show a week and that's great for them because they can do big epic matches I mean you got a dog collar match coming up Cody Rose just uh, came back from an injury <coughs> excuse me Cody Rose just came back from an injury if he gets hurt in the dog collar match, how long will he be out again? Will he be out again? You know, will there be an injury? Well, what's what's the case? So you have to kind of plan for things like that. And I guess that's why WWE tries to, with their hectic schedule of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and everything in between that they used to do, that they would they would do the way they did. But now they don't have that problem because everybody's working from the same place. They're they're doing things different. Um but they're still the these guys are giving it all, man. This is fucking five star matches. I'll tell you that, in my opinion. And I may be wrong, but Scott just Escobar just countered Scott's move. Scott staggered back, bumped on the apron, and just smacked the head. Looked like he smacked his head on the uh, the ring post there. He could be out on his feet for 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 real. I'm not sure. I can't tell if he actually smacked it or if he was like working like he smacked it or what. But Escobar's got him up, brings him down with that modified shoulder breaker thing again, and uh, they're saying knee right in the face, but it was a knee in the shoulder. So Escobar ends up retaining the NXT Cruiserweight Championship at this time, but uh, to the dismay of some of the fans or some of the the boys in in attendance there. I'm not for sure if those are fans or if they're guys that are training in the performance. Center. I don't know exactly who, who the people are that are live in the crowd, but they do have a live audience. Um, but it was a pretty good match back and forth. You're reigning and defending and still undefeated. Uh, NXT Cruiserweight Champion is uh, Escobar. Pretty good little, uh, yeah, he's... Pretty good little dude there. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. And I may have been, I may have been saying Swerve's name wrong the whole time. He may have been. I think it was Scott Escobar and Isaiah Swerve. No, it was. It was Isaiah Swerve, Scott, and and something Escobar. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know anything about these two guys. Yep, Swerve smacked his head. That angle. Still didn't confirm because I didn't see an actual contact with the pole, but it is assumed that uh, Swerve knocked himself out on the ring post and, and Escobar pulled him in to finish him off. So we'll see exactly what comes of that. But uh, you hear the voice of Wade Barrett that sounds uh, unique to hear again. As Wade Barrett hasn't been with WWE in a while, I don't know when exactly he came back. So if anybody knows, please leave a comment or send us a message. And then, of course, you see a uh, an ad for WWE Battlegrounds. Looks like they've got Sergeant Slaughter, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Steve Austin, a couple of different guys. They've got, of course, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, Mankind. I see a helicopter. Pretty much you can brawl anywhere. It looks like a uh, pretty cool little game there. Uh, they just threw this one together because, you know, WWE was a 2K20 just like legit sucked. I uh, had so many glitches and things in it. So they're, I guess they're hoping to bounce back with this one. But it looks like you can get Andre the Giant, Yoko Zuno, Bray Wyatt as the Fiend. It looks like Ronda Rousey and several other playable legends and, and big name stars on this one, which is pretty cool. And then again, you see the, the new advertisement for the 
the new WWE elite figures. They got the the Fiend Bray Wyatt. We got uh, they got a cane on there. That's pretty neat. Hadn't seen a new cane figure in a while, but it is what it is. As Escobar retained and then kept the cruiserweight championship there. So now we've got an ad playing, but uh, we'll come back and and kind of feed y'all some information throughout the uh, the process here. I may not cut back in as often, but I definitely will be coming back in. So I hope everybody's enjoying the uh, the NXT Takeover 31. We've got uh, it's, it's October. I don't I don't even know why anybody couldn't enjoy this month, even though we've been under hellacious quarantine and all this other crap that we've had to be through. It is October. It is Halloween. The 31 nights of Halloween on Freeform right now. It's Hocus Pocus month. Um, Halloween Town month. It's the 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 Luparu or the Larugaru from here in Louisiana, as some people call it. Of course, we have all the the haunted areas down here, the vampires. We live down here by the swamp, the the Bayou monsters, and all the stories. and And I'll I'll probably share. I'll do a podcast on some of the things. And of course, if if you've ever read a book by Anne Rice, Anne Rice grew up right here in New Orleans, Louisiana. As a matter of fact, they have one of her houses for sale. I was looking the other day at her house. Uh, somebody had mentioned it to me. So I was scrolling through the Zulu app, and they have one of her ch- – I don't think it was her childhood home, or maybe it was her childhood home, but they have one of her homes for sale for like almost 4 or $5 million, I think was the, the go tag on that sucker. But it had like umpteen rooms and all this other stuff in the house and stone. And apparently they they probably used the damn thing in filming of Queen of the Damned or Interview with a Vampire because it looked like one of those. But it was it's a gorgeous house, but it's like on St. Charles or something in Louisiana here in New Orleans. But um, if you've ever read a book by Anne Rice, she legit knows New Orleans. You can literally there's a map in one of her books. I can't remember if it was queen of the damned or what, but one of the books that she wrote, there's a map in it and you can literally tour loot new Orleans in that map and see these sites that she talks about because it is, I mean, she's that she's that in love with, with her, her hometown. And that's, that's great because it's, it's a great place. The culture, the food, the ethnic background, the, the differences being celebrated and things like that is a, it's just such a wonderful place. It um, it's just amazing. But it's Halloween month. Uh, Thirty-one days of celebrating is what we're going to do here. We've started our decorating process. We're four days into the month, and it's 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 been a rough start for us because I had a like I said the computer breakdown and things like that, and you know finding out that my mother had back surgery on Friday, so that was a, a shocker to me, but. It, uh, it is what it is. We we have started our decorating today, and it'll probably be a few more days worth of decorating. And, and then probably in a week or two, we'll finish the major decorating that we plan to do outside after the, the yard mowing situation is taken care of and things like that, of course. But we, uh, we plan on doing some cool stuff, but I'll definitely do a podcast over some of that. But uh, as I was rambling here, they're showing the package for Candice LeRae and her opponent tonight. And I'm I'm not 100% sure on what her opponent's name is. I'm trying to hear. But it looks like Candice LeRae is getting a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. 
Yep. It's time for the NXT Women's Championship match. I'll be coming back to you guys shortly. I probably won't podcast to it because I, I don't like to do the watch along, hear me talk and complain about the match. I'd rather watch it, kind of review over what I've seen, who won, and then just you know give you all my rating on it. But it's a, she, a hero Shirai. Ahito Shirai taking on Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's Championship. So we are going to take our minute away and get ready to watch this as uh, yeah, we're getting ready for the NXT Women's title match as Candice LeRae makes her entrance. So guys, I hope you're enjoying your night, enjoying your NXT TakeOver 30. I hope you enjoyed your football day as there's still football going on and we may cover some of that later. I tried to get Titanic to come on with me. He's not feeling up to it today and that's fine. He's still recovering, so prayers and thoughts and all the well wishes in the world are still welcome for him and his family at this time as uh, he's still recovering from his surgery and and things like that. So for all of y'all that, you know, do believe in the power of prayer and, and supporting us, please don't forget to support the podcast at Anchor. Make a donation, you know, send us a comment, email at ccwarrestling at yahoo.com and things like that. But we'll be back here shortly to give y'all some more updates on NXT TakeOver 31 as Candice LeRae with her poison pixie fairy wings has made her entrance, her new die job and her personality change for her and Johnny Gargano and their evil ways. So be back with you guys shortly from right here at the all right, guys, so I'm going to bring you all my closing arguments here from the Capital Wrestling Center from WWE's NXT TakeOver 31 as we watch Candice LeRae take on Io Shai for the NXT Women's Championship. It was a brutal back-and-forth bout as Candice LeRae did try to cheat. We saw her husband, Johnny Gargano, come running down and put on a referee's jersey or shirt. I say jersey as I'm flipping through the football channels now, going back to some football. But uh, seeing him come down, put on the referee shirt, and try to make a fast count, they did not pick up the victory. I say they because it took both of them. She smacked uh, EO with the women's championship. EO managed to still kick out. But then we saw a few other odd things happen as at the end of the match, Tony Storm came up on the big screen let everyone know to keep their head on a swivel as she is back in uh nxt now and then uh, of course we saw what looked like could have been a retribution segment being set up there was someone with a biker helmet on and a, and a moped or a uh, dirt bike or a crotch rocket whichever one you prefer was sitting in the parking lot and then we see the crotch rocket make the entrance to the side of the building. And we see the rider get off and come in. You see EO inside. She makes a few head gestures and acts like she's surprised, doesn't know who it is. And boom, Ember Moon pulls the helmet off and has made her return to NXT. Ember Moon is a former NXT Women's Champion herself, making her return tonight to NXT. And then, of course, we have the main event of the evening. And just so that maybe I can get a lawsuit, I'm going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, let's get ready to rumble. As I've heard the guy likes to sue people for imitating him. 
So throwing down the gauntlet there as Finn Balor made his way to the ring or Prince Balor made his way to the ring to take on uh, Bobby Fish of the um, Undisputed Era in what was a hellacious battle back and forth. We would see Finn Balor retain the NXT championship and then see, I believe it was uh, Samuel Shaw there at the end. I don't know. I didn't hear them say a name. But uh, I think it's the guy that I once knew as Samuel Shaw. I don't know what he's going by now, but I've seen him take out Adam uh, Adam Cole, almost at Adam Page. I'm so hung up on uh, Hangman. But um, pretty good show. Uh, overall, I'd give it about a four, four-star rating. Uh, there were a few things they could have done different, a few things they could have done less of. Ref bumps, cheating, meh. I mean, you had at least two matches where the ref, you know, was, you know, distracted, cheating nonstop, Gargano's, both of them. But it is what it is. It was a WWE shit show. But, hey, I give them credit. The shit show for NXT was a hell of a lot better than a lot of the shit shows for the main roster. Um, like I said, it was four-star, whereas the last pay-per-view I watched for WWE itself, I probably would have rated it maybe two and a half, if that because I wasn't that into it. Clash of Champions was a fucking joke, in my opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, well, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit if you watch the WWE product, I guess. So, looking forward to Wednesday night, seeing Cody take on Mr. Brody in the dog collar match. Looking forward to a brutal beatdown. And then, of course, looking toward Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. We'll see some things and then how that goes. And like I said, looking forward to seeing where the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt angle continues to go. But of course, for those of you that are still watching football, you do have several games still out there. Shout out to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals today as they picked up their first of many to come. And they got the win today. Congratulations to our uh, Louisiana State University alumni, Mr. Joe Burrow, on picking up the victory today. And, of course, always, like I've been saying throughout the podcast, the Saints turned it around and won today. We're excited about that. But uh, it is Halloween month. Look forward to some historically spooky podcasts to come and things like that. And, of course, check out later this week as I'll be getting Riley Hips on the show either Friday of this week or next week. Uh, keep that in mind. It may be two weeks before I get him on here. But I'm going to get Mr. Riley Hips on here to talk about his signing with a record label and uh, exactly what record label he signed with, things like that, and about his soon-to-be debut album or debut song single that'll be coming out. So keep your ears open and your eyes on the wrestling with the local horizons. Big things are ahead. Of course, if you don't hear from me throughout the week, it's because college overtook me and I was studying. Uh, you'll hear from me again, guarantee you, sometime Wednesday as I'll talk about Mr. Brody and Mr. Cody's match because I look forward to that all-out beatdown in the dog-collar match. But uh, I'm going to get off here, check on some news. I know we've got a uh, tropical storm developing situation off the coast, so I may be coming back to you guys later on this week or so with that information. But just keep us in your thoughts and prayers and keep Titanic on your on your prayer list for a little while longer. Let's make sure he makes a good recovery this time. And uh, that's it. NXT was pretty good. Four-star rating overall for me. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, you guys have a great night out there in uh, the podcasting world, and I'll see y'all down the road.